In Matthew chapter 12, verses 38 through 41, we read about how some of the scribes and Pharisees asked Jesus for a sign that he really was who he said he was, the Messiah. Jesus responded that the only one sign that would be given to them was the, quote, sign of the prophet Jonah, for just as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the great fish, so will the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. Well, here's the problem. If Jesus died on Good Friday and rose on Easter Sunday, that doesn't add up to three days and three nights. At most, it adds up to two and a half days and two nights. So, does that mean that Jesus didn't stay in the grave long enough to fulfill his own prophecy? Well, the answer is no. Jesus really was in the grave three days and three nights, which is why the early Christians also taught that he was raised on the third day. See Acts chapter 10 verse 40, 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 4. Let me explain how this adds up, but be prepared. It's going to change the way you think about Good Friday. So let's start with some basics. First of all, the Jewish calendar is lunar, means that it's based on the cycles of the moon, whereas the Roman calendar, which we use, is solar, based on the rotation of the earth around the sun. As a result, they don't always correspond, hence the reason why the date of Easter changes every year. Today in Western Christianity, Easter is celebrated on the Sunday following the Paschal full moon. For more information on that uh, and why the date of Easter changes every year, I've got another article on my website that you can check out about why different churches celebrate Easter at different times. But the second thing to keep in mind is this. We tend to think of the new day beginning when we wake up, but in the Jewish mindset, the new day begins at sunset. So when the sun sets on Monday, it's not considered Monday evening. It's actually considered the beginning of Tuesday. The third thing is that we know that Jesus resurrected on a Sunday, also called the first day of the week in Matthew 28 verse 1, Mark 12 or sorry Mark 16 verses 2 and 9 and Luke 24 verse 1. The next big question as we move on is the question of what constitutes a Sabbath. What is a Sabbath? Well the word Sabbath means rest and it refers to a holy day when no work is to be done. Every Sabbath is a Sabbath, but there are other Sabbaths as well, which are called special Sabbaths. Now, some of these special Sabbaths are celebrated on a specific calendar date, no matter what day of the week that date falls on. Kind of like how in the United States, we celebrate Independence Day on the 4th of July, and we observe that holiday no matter what day of the week it falls on. It could fall on a Saturday, it could fall on a Tuesday. We always celebrate the the independence of the United States on the 4th of July. Well, in John chapter 19, verse 31, we read this about the day when Jesus was crucified. It says, now it was the day of preparation and, check this out, the next day was to be a special Sabbath. Because the Jewish leaders did not want the bodies left on the crosses during the Sabbath, they asked Pilate to have the legs broken and the bodies taken down. The special Sabbath referred to here was the Feast of Unleavened Bread, which is a holiday which was always observed on the 15th day of Nisan, according to the Jewish calendar. That's the Jewish month of Nisan. According to Leviticus 24, verses 4 through 14, there are three special holidays in the month of Nisan. The first is Passover, which is on the 14th of Nisan. The next is the Feast of Unleavened Bread, which is the 15th to the 22nd of Nisan. And then there's the Feast of First Fruits, which was held on the Sunday following Passover. So let me sum this up for you. Jesus actually died on a Thursday. 
Friday and Saturday were both Sabbaths, Friday being the first day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread and Saturday being the weekly Sabbath. So how can we be sure that this happened? Well, several decades ago, the London Royal Observatory took on the challenge that since they could theoretically identify the position of planets and and start at any date in history to figure out if around the time of Jesus, they wanted to see if there was a time when the Passover fell on a Thursday. Now, since the Jewish calendar is lunar, there's always a full moon on Passover. So this is pretty easy to figure out. Not surprisingly, there were several years around the time of Jesus when this took place. It's not really that uncommon, just like how Christmas falls on a Tuesday every few years. Some even more interesting coincidences, though. Let's check this out. According to Exodus chapter 12, verses 1 through 13, God told the Israelites that they were to select the Passover lamb on the 10th day of Nisan. They were then to examine it from the 11th to the 13th to make sure that it was without blemish, and they were to sacrifice it on the 14th. Now, if the 14th was Thursday and Jesus was crucified on the day of preparation, as it says in all four Gospels, by the way, Matthew 27, verse 62, Mark 15, verse 42, Luke 23, verse 54, and John 19, verse 31, which was the the day of preparation being the day when Passover began and the celebration began with the eating of the Passover meal. So Jesus and his disciples then would have eaten the last supper Passover meal on Wednesday evening, then what this means is that when Jesus entered Jerusalem on Palm Sunday, that was the 10th day of Nisan, which is the day when, according to the law of Moses, the Passover lambs were to be selected. Furthermore, uh, remember that the Sunday after Passover was the Feast of First Fruits, according to Leviticus 23, verses 9 through 11, which means that Jesus resurrected on the Feast of First Fruits. This is what Paul the Apostle is making direct reference to in 1 Corinthians 15, verses 20 through 23, when he says, But in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For as by a man came death, by a man has come also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, so also in Christ shall all be made alive. But each in his own order, Christ the firstfruits, then at his coming those who belong to Christ. So there you have it. Jesus was indeed in the grave for three days and three nights. It, wasn't, uh, it really wasn't that much of an anomaly, but it resulted in two Sabbath days days back to back, one being a special Sabbath, the other being the weekly Sabbath, and this is something which regularly happens every few years. So that means that Good Friday was actually on a Thursday. It means that Maundy Thursday was actually on Wednesday, and Holy Saturday was actually two days long. However, it is incredible to see how God orchestrated and prepared for this to happen as it did for thousands of years before it happened. In reality, the, the Bible tells us that God had planned this whole thing from eternity past and all of it so that you may have life in his name by believing, according to John 20, verse 31. Just a quick note at the end here that much of the information in this post and in this um, episode draws largely from the work of Jack Kelly and his great article, Solving the Three-Day, Three-Night Mystery.